What happens to us after we die? Do we cease to exist? Are we judged for our actions and sent to the pearly gates or the fiery pit? Or do we live on? Is it possible that we are on an endless journey for knowledge and self-improvement? Or is this place that we call Earth our eternal punishment? This is what we'll attempt to document. Welcome to the Regression Session. My name's Ian, and welcome back to the Regression Session. Today we'll be hearing from D, who's had dreams of what he believes are past life memories, one of which was being a child and the other is a memory of being a soldier in Lebanon. We'll also be hearing from Kate, who didn't want to come onto the show but wanted me to tell her story and was able to provide a lot of great detail and some resources, and I'm excited to talk about that on the show. Following Kate, we'll hear a few shorter submissions, as well as an experience from David, who remembers being a pilot in World War II and a soldier fighting in the Gulf War. If you've had an experience and you'd like to be on the show, or if you'd like me to tell your story, shoot me an email. My email is theregressionsession at gmail.com. So without any further ado, we'll get right into Dee's story. I'm 20. I used to be Baptist, and by used to, I mean I was forced by my parents at a very young age, but am currently agnostic. I randomly have dreams that relate to past lives or future events that will happen in this life. I haven't found a way to control this ability, but would like to. In my first memory, I was a kid on a lake with my dad and friend waiting for my girlfriend. I know it was a different person, but it felt more like I was waiting for my current girlfriend of this life and not a past life. It could have been a twin flame or soulmate situation. I was on a raft that was tied to the shore about a hundred feet away. My dad and friend were by the ropes tightening them, and I tried to stand up and fell into the water. For whatever reason, I wasn't able to swim. I don't know if it was because I didn't know how to swim, or if I was just too shocked or had the wind knocked out of me. I sank to the bottom of the lake and tried to move, but I got stuck in the mud and gave up. I suffocated, and then I woke up. I also had a dream about being a soldier in Lebanon. In the dream, it was a dusty and sunny day, and I was tense about my partner being late to a meeting with me and my general, so I was pretty on edge. Then I heard my partner coming around the corner behind me, and just as I saw him, a helmet slid between and underneath his legs. The helmet contained a grenade and he was blown up from underneath. I saw the target that we were supposed to kill walk up behind him, and was stabbed in the lower back by my general. I was so shocked and confused about what happened, and then the general snapped my neck and I woke up. From both of these dreams, each time I woke up, I felt pain in my neck, back, throat, and lungs respectively. 
I believe that there's a higher power, but I don't know what it is. I believe that humans are more capable of doing things out of the ordinary, but not all of them, and some have higher intuition or innate psychic powers. I believe in ghosts and all of supernatural stuff, and I believe in chakras around every person, and that enlightenment is possible, but I don't know what exactly enlightenment is. For all I know, it could be different for everyone. My name is Kate. I'm 23. I've never really been a believer in religions, nor have I ever really believed wholeheartedly in things like reincarnation or past life memories. All that changed when I began to learn about near-death experiences. I read hundreds of accounts, tons of studies, and even spoke one-on-one to Dr. Kenneth Ring, one of the most important people in the NDE field. I was slowly beginning to realize that there was more than meets the eye when it came to what comes next. These were not just hallucinations. What people saw, felt, and experienced was real, and it had been happening for hundreds of years, even thousands, as we have accounts of people from ancient Rome and Greek times having NDEs. This slowly turned into an obsession and I fell down the rabbit hole of reincarnation. This all began when I read the book A Journey of Souls. I at first went into it thinking that it was all mumbo jumbo that the people who were being hypnotized into a previous life were either just on drugs or imagining it. But slowly, things began to make sense, especially when it came to the talk of spirit guides. I believe I know who my spirit guide is. Back in 2016, I began to feel as though someone or something was helping guide me in my subconscious. It's almost as if there was another soul within my head helping me along. I've seen this spirit in my dreams and he has spoken his name to me, of which I'll keep a secret, but we'll call him T. This was at a time where I had been abused for years, both mentally and physically. This was something completely out of my control, and has never really left me. I always thought that I was just nuts or a bit crazy, but I find deep comfort in it, and I don't tell people because of it. How does this intertwine with reincarnation and my personal experience? I'll get to that in a moment. Anyway, I decided to do a bit more reading on the science of reincarnation. I read up on terminal lucidity, when people suffering from dementia suddenly become lucid before death, as well as reports of children claiming to be from past lives. And I was seeing more and more evidence of this pile up, and I was struggling to think it was all a hoax. So I decided to try it myself. I found an online session with Brian Weiss, one of the most famous past life hypnotherapists out there. And what I experienced was nothing short of amazing. Below were my memories of what I experienced. I wrote them down as soon as the session ended. I have been worried about money since I was a child. Due to the 2008 crisis, I was surrounded by my family who was stressed to hell and back. We almost lost our house, and my parents did everything they could to make us unaware and still happy in life. But I always knew something was up. I have a deep anxiety when it comes to money debt, etc. And there are days where I sacrifice having fun and enjoying myself by worrying, oh, I need a job right now, or stuff like a job will literally suck the life out of me like my dad, but it's worth it for the money, so I'm happy. During the therapy session, I was instructed to think of a core memory. I thought of years ago, maybe back in 2008, or even before. I was with my mother, and we were behind my elementary school with sleds. 
We had a thermos of cocoa, and I remember the feeling of joy and happiness being with her. Speeding down the hills and feeling the harsh snow on my hands as I gripped the sled, it was such an important memory. Allow me to jump to my past life regression. I wrote it down. I've edited out the name of my spirit guide as I've known him for a while. He came into my life when I needed him most and has since acted as part of my consciousness at times. As I passed through the door and went through the light, the figure I saw, and I was, was this. I was a young boy wearing sandals, maybe darker skin. I was a beggar and I think I was in Egypt or Rome. It was hot and there was lots of sun and maybe marble around. Everyone wore sheets and sandals. I wore something brown, maybe a tarp or discarded sack. But I was running over to beg to these two women who were arguing, and they didn't give me anything. They looked at me as if I was a returning beggar and shooed me away. I went home, and my mother was dying. I had my brother, or brothers, and father there, who were crying. I remember saying that it was my fault she was dying because I did not get enough money for her to be helped. She died and I laid across her chest. Years pass. I'm on my own deathbed and my own son is beside me. He's young, maybe 8 to 10 years old. He's sad. I'm unsure if he's crying. No one else is there, I think. I don't know how I died. Shortly afterwards, we were instructed to try to visit our spiritual guide. What occurs next is written below. I met with T in the clouds, and he told me that money is not what matters. Bodies will die, and you will too, and money won't stop that. I need to stop wasting my time worrying about money. I'm in this life right now because I know that money will not be an issue, and I need to get over it. He seems a little pissed, but in a nice way, poking my chest as he spoke. This is why the key memory that I went back to is with my mom and myself. We were at the school and sledding, an activity that brought me so much joy and happiness, and it, it was free to do so. We had cocoa, and it was a great day. That's the memory I chose. T hugged me and told me that I would not be alone, and I'm with him. I'll continue to be with him. He said something snarky, and I remember laughing and rolling my eyes before I left. The lesson I came out of this with is don't worry about money so much. You die anyway, so it's better to be with the person you love with the time you still have. This has been so eye-opening, but I wonder if it's just my mind playing tricks on me or if I imagined it all, but it feels real. The pain of my mother dying felt real. I cried happy tears and sorrowful tears. Either way, I pulled away with this, with a new lesson and a new look on life. I just hope I can remember how important it is. After I wrote this down, I turned my attention to a family member, and her name I'll keep a secret, just in case. But she has over 30 years of experience in practicing Reiki, meditation, and even past life experiences. She's gone to Russia, Lithuania, Ukraine, Latvia. In fact, she became the first American to teach said meditation styles in those countries by invitation of the International Center of Professional Exchange in Moscow. So she knows her stuff for sure. I texted her to find out if this was all legit, only to find out that years ago she actually practiced with Brian Weiss. 
She told me she had an experience of her own and believes that she had a past life in the Ukraine. I was told that this is legit, but be careful with who's real, as some people will just with you to get your money. I'll be speaking more with her soon in person about this, and I'm hoping that she may point me in the right direction to continue doing research of past lives as well. Although I've never had an NDE, and sometimes I still question the validity of my past life, I'm more at peace with death now than I have ever been. What I've read from various documents all seems to line up, and the fact that it doesn't seem to push one religion is an extra proof in my eyes. What I mean by that, most NDEs don't say, I know for sure it was Jesus or Allah or Judas, etc., etc., so it just feels more legit. Please let me know if you have any more questions. I'll be happy to answer to the best of my abilities. I've included some really mind-changing studies that I lean on whenever I feel some kind of doubt in my mind. The studies included in Kate's email are as follows. Spontaneous remission of dementia before death, results of a study on paradoxical lucidity. Seeing dead people not known to have died. Peak in Darien experiences. The death of Anna Katharina Emmer, a case study in terminal lucidity. And of course, all of Kenneth Ring's work. You can find them on his website. And while A Journey of Souls wasn't specifically mentioned as one of the studies or resources to look up, it was mentioned earlier in Kate's story, and I would really recommend taking a look into this book. It's... I don't know if I 100% buy into it, um, but, but there's definitely something to it because... So many people are experiencing really similar things. Um, the book is about uh, essentially what happens in the in-between life or what happens directly after we die through the cycle of rebirth. It's, it's really interesting. And like I said, I don't know if I 100% buy into it, but in reading it, it did provide me a sense of comfort. And it made me a little bit more comfortable with the idea of death, knowing that so many people are experiencing similar things. It makes you wonder, you know? I once had a very vivid dream about being a horse. It was strange because I didn't feel like a human in a horse's body. It was just me. I knew only what I saw and what I felt. I was part of a group of horses being overworked someplace, but was so young I couldn't remember it. We had an opportunity to escape and fled through the countryside, splitting up into smaller groups as we went. I went with a stallion and a mare, but inevitably we were rounded up and caught. I felt so much fear at being captured, I remember running on four legs, screaming, and it sounded and felt different. Now I know it was like a horse's neigh. 
They tied us up, putting me behind the stallion, probably because I followed him without question. He was so distressed that he went on a rampage and raced around the train station, I think trampling some people. Someone then bludgeoned him over the snout and he fell over. I was still tied up behind him and it was terrifying. I woke up and I felt just bewilderment. My oldest memory is my worst nightmare. I don't remember how the day started, but I was with my family in a market. The sun was warm and the skies were perfect. My clothes were simple yet beautiful, a white fabric around my body like a toga and sandals the color of the sun. The sound of the people talking and the sound of their footsteps on the gravelly paths. The air smelled so sweet and riddled with all the different foods. My sandal had fallen off my foot so I fell behind from my family. By the time I got my sandal back on, I'd lost my family in the crowd. I searched for them but I couldn't find them. I ended up in a building with beautiful white pillars and the sound of the crowd seemed to die away. The air being filled with the sound of men singing in a way I have a hard time describing. It echoed through the pillars, making it hard to know where it was coming from. There were very few people here and the floor was smooth under me. The ceiling seemed so far out of my reach that it looked like it went to the heavens. The daylight shining like a beacon through the pillars, so bright I could see what was past the screen of light. I felt so calm and safe in there. Then a loud bang shook the world around me, so hard that I fell over. The singing had been replaced with the sounds of people screaming. I tried to get up and run, but I kept getting knocked over by people running through the pillars. I felt so small and hopeless, but I told myself that it's not the time to cry. I had to find my family. I picked myself up off the ground and started running towards the light, dodging people who didn't seem to even notice I was there. But no matter how hard I ran, it seemed like the light kept getting farther and farther away. There was another bang, and the world shook harder than before. I look up at the ceiling and the pillars that reached for the heavens just to see that they were reaching for me now. I wake up scared and alone every time this happens. And I never understand what people are saying to me when I first wake up. I've never told anyone about this because I don't know what they'll think or say. But I remember a woman's face that I was looking for. She was so beautiful and kind. I can't help but to think that that was my mother. My name is David. I'm 26 years old live in Europe, and I work as a forest ranger. I really love nature, forests, animals, history, and cooking. I draw a lot, and I also listen to different styles of music. For example, classical, rock, swing, punk, indie rock. And I also believe in something supernatural above us, but I don't know what it is. My mother always told me, the universe will take care of you. So I believe in destiny. How did my experience start? Well, since I can remember, my childhood memories are a little mixed with emotions, feelings, and visuals from somewhere else. I lived in rural areas as a kid, but for example, we don't have any large roads in this area. Or I remember I was a kid and kind of lonely, but in fact, 
I had a lot of friends and we hung out together every day. I also remember the smell of chocolate chip cookies, but there was nothing like that in my country in the 1995 to 2000 time period. I also loved the movie Titanic, not because of the story, but there was a large ship. Every boy loves some kind of large machine like planes or trains. I hated the underwater scenes though, and I also hated to swim in lakes or anywhere with murky water. In 2001, I started to go to school, and it was fun, but if I think about it, I can feel it somehow out of time, like it was much, much older time. Then 9-11 happened, and I was angry. If you think about it though, why would a six-year-old boy be angry about something that happened across the world? Also, I have a memory out of place. It's a military base. There were old cars and technology. It was a rainy day, and I remember the strong smell of leather boots, the cream for polishing leather boots, gasoline, and something else. For me, it's the typical scent of military clothes. I smell every time I shop with army supplies where I go buy some equipment for my job. I don't know if you've ever seen any World War II movies, but it was kind of like that. From what I can piece together, I was an RAF pilot in World War II. I had light brown wavy hair and blue eyes. I was actually a really nice guy to look at, and I met my soulmate during this life. She was a nurse on our base, so even in war people can find some nice things. However, I drowned after my plane crashed. I remember the darkness and the fear of something outside the plane. Today in this life, I have a fear of deep water, like I mentioned earlier. In the life I lived after that, my name was Jim. I had short brown hair, blue eyes, and I was just a, a regular guy and lived somewhere in the south or midwest of the U.S. I remember going to high school, hanging out with friends, in some brown or red pickup truck. I lived with my mom, but there were some problems in our relationship. We had a small house in the countryside and there was a barn nearby. I also had struggles with girls, perhaps because my soulmate was still alive somewhere in the UK. After high school, I joined USMC for some reason. I don't remember why, maybe because of my mom. And it was really bad times. I remember burning oil fields, darkness and death, but I survived it all. After my return to the US, there were more problems. I had mental issues because of the war in the Gulf, some financial problems, no love, no friends, and no hope. One hot summer night I got drunk, I was all sweaty, and I was wearing some really old jeans and a tank top, and some working leather boots. I went to the barn and shot myself. In my current life, I'm no longer a soldier, and I hope that there will be no war. But my personality is affected by history, and I do have signs of military training in me. I had problems with pronunciation in my native language, but when I started learning English, I had a perfect American accent. To this day, I still have a great accent. I understand everything, but I do make a lot of grammatical errors. I believe that I had to break my karmic punishment for killing myself in my life as Jim. I had to learn how to love myself in this life, 
and trust me, it was really hard, but after some time, I saw results. Also, I met my previous soulmate from my life as an RAF pilot, again in this life. We're both guys, and he is a big military fan, and we just clicked together. We were schoolmates in university, and from the first moment, everyone just assumed that we belonged together. We don't have to talk to each other, but we feel and understand the other one. Fun fact, he's just one day older than me. It's like we wanted to be together again. On the other hand, we never dated. Now he has a girlfriend, but we still keep in touch and we feel each other's presence every day. It's kind of weird, but I'm glad for my memories, even the bad ones. I pity Jim for his sad life, but because of his suicide, I was able to meet my soulmate again. In fact, he's helped me with a lot of things. For example, we went together to a party in the pinup style, and he suggested we should go as World War II soldiers. And I asked him what kind of soldiers, like Navy, pilots, Marines. And he looked at me with a sad look in his eyes and said, no, not pilots. They died at a young age. Let's go as Navy. He's also very protective of me. The fact that he's only one day older than me makes it seem like Jim's life had to end so I could meet my soulmate again. How do I feel about this experience? Well, it's a little bit weird and sad, but I must say it somehow helped me in this current life. I don't have a father figure in this life, but I've had the echo of my previous lives inside myself who showed me the way. I still believe in destiny, and as proof, I take the fact I was born as a Gemini, two people in one body. I'm not sure what happens after we die, but I think we can choose if we take another chance in this world or become a spirit guide for someone else. I also think some of us may become ghosts if they have a really strong attachment to their life. But I don't think it's a good choice. I imagine it like purgatory for the soul. You could get lost and become some dark entity. Or eventually move on and leave your old life for another adventure. Thanks for reading my story. That's it for this episode. I'd like to thank Dee, Kate, David, and the rest of our submissions for sharing their experiences. And I'd also like to thank you for tuning into the show. If you liked this episode, I'd appreciate you sharing it with others that you think would enjoy. Links to the studies provided by Kate will be provided in the episode description. And remember, if you've had an experience and you'd like to be on the show or have me tell your story, email me. My email is the regression session at gmail.com. And I would love to have you on the show.